Okay, okay, so I've decided to make the least evergreen content possible and it's called why is today like that we're literally just gonna look at astrology for like five minutes if i can shut up after five minutes cool but it might be longer you know how it goes yeah we're just gonna look at today and see why it's like that so let's get into it Happy Mercury and Taurus. We're going to talk about why today is like that. Starting with Monday, we're going to go through all the days of the week. And I want to apologize for the background noise because it just occurred to me that LA is noisy and I have a fancy mic now. So next week, I will be recording earlier in the day so we don't have to deal with this. But today we're getting ambient Los Angeles sound, <laughs> which is a lot of backing up trucks today. So please enjoy. It's like ASMR, but different. Okay. So April 3rd, Monday, moon day, right? So checking where the moon is at. The moon is currently in Virgo. And when the moon is in Virgo, it gives us a chance to look at what we're feeling and kind of see how we can sort through it, the earth and the grounding that comes with Virgo, and also like the way that it can be a little bit flexible, right? So we may be integrating the information from our emotional experiences. We also, because we're in zero degree Mercury Taurus, it can mean that basically Mercury, I like to think of it as how we communicate can also be travel. So you'll notice that, especially during retrogrades, we're not in a retrograde right now, don't worry. Unless you want to worry, <laughs> then you can always worry if you want to, but there's no retrograde. Mercury in Taurus is cool because Taurus is also an earth sign. And as opposed to the quicker moving energy of the other two earth signs, Taurus, it's fixed. It just wants to be chilling. A little bit right it'll defend when it needs to defend but you might get to experience something different than you have been experiencing because when when mercury our communication planet is in taurus there's a possibility that if we like slow down chill out take care of ourself in like a very sensory grounded like earth kind of way like remembering that our body is part of the earth so if we're approaching a situation with our shoulders tense we can really just experiment experiment with like taking care of like the tension in our body before we approach this conversation so leaning into that leaning into this new way that we're going to be experiencing communication for it's going to be through the week a little longer <laughs> but at least through the week because we're just going to handle this one day at a time one week at a time this placement it's zero degrees on monday but it's still going to be mercury and taurus through the week i also want to point out that virgo moon is opposite neptune and neptune can tell us a lot about our dreams so we may be getting like very explicit direction in our dreams and that can also include daydreams or it might be that we had weird dreams and we might be trying to like figure out what they mean and what is going on so if you have a weird dream and it feels important 
see if you can, if you, if you feel called to think about it, to write about it, a really good prompt is that when you dream, your brain is putting a story to a feeling it hasn't processed a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time. So you may wake up and be like, what does it mean when there's like 18 baby heads floating around or, you know, something like that. But it may not be super literal. It could be, but it could also be like your brain is trying to assign a story to something that you've been feeling. And whenever something is opposite Neptune, it's an invitation to look at that, right? It's an invitation to look at our dreams and our daydreams. Um, it could also be like a dream version of ourselves. So if you've pictured yourself in a whole other career and all of a sudden you're like, eh. Or maybe if you're transiting your career and suddenly you want to go back to your old career, you can just ask yourself, what is it about this other dream version of yourself that is calling to you right now? Do you want stability? Do you want, like, what is it about this version of yourself that you miss or would like, right? So that's Monday, something to just kind of kick us off on this week. And then on the 4th on Tuesday, Saturn is in Pisces and Cancer Mars happening, right? So we'll focus on like while the dynamic that started Monday is playing out on Tuesday, we're going to have a moment of remembering that like Saturn is trying to build structure around our dreams. And Mars is in Cancer. Mars is how we act and react. So there's something, those are both water signs. So notice on Monday, we talked about a couple of earth signs. We talked about Virgo and Taurus. And on Tuesday, we're talking about Pisces and Cancer. Those are water signs. So you have the earth, put the water on top of it. This is how we're building out our week. If you'd like, you don't have to, but it's an option. So Tuesdays are ruled by Mars, and you may find yourself doing things in line with Saturn and Pisces, with building structure around your dreams, having conversations with people around your dreams. Also remember that how you act and react, if it's emotional, it's not bad to be emotional. It means that you're alive. <laughs> That sounds dumb, but it's true. It's like you're alive. That's why you're having feelings. And how do we accept the feelings that come up? And how do we allow our feelings to show us our passions? Instead of, you know, being... Uh, so cancer is the crab. And it's got a soft, squishy center. A soft, squishy center and a hard, protective shell. And it's got its claws. So sometimes with this placement, the claws want to go, Right? You want to act and react with the claws. But remember that all of those impulses to act and react, it's to protect the soft and squishy center. So before you do anything, allow yourself a moment to just feel the soft and squishiness. Because again, the planet of communication is in Taurus. And it's just it's not just how we talk that communicates. It's also how we act that communicates, right? Actions speak louder than words. So if you... If you want to nourish the soft, squishy center of whatever it is that you're doing, practice taking care of yourself so that you can be the person that progresses the mission, if you will, or part of the team of people because also we're not doing this alone. So that's Tuesday's vibes.
Should I put transition music between days? Hold on. Great, so now we've made it to Wednesday. Amazing, middle of the week, hump day, Gemini day, Mercury day, communication day, Virgo day. And at this point, the full moon, the full moon, <laughs> moon is going to be in Libra. Oop, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. I meant to just say the moon's going to be in Libra. It's not until the 6th that it's the full moon. So this is a really good day for you to, if you would like, declare your intentions. So the full moon, when the moon enters the sign that it's going to be full in. Okay, let me see if I can explain this. So each time the moon goes through the sign, it's there for about three days. This time on the second day, it's going to be full. So on the first day, it's, it's basically like full moon eve, right? So in the same way that you would lay cookies out for Santa, I'm assuming. And if you don't, then fuck you. I'm just kidding. Um, but no, like laying, laying cookies out for the full moon and the cookies is just like you're offering your intentions. Like there's so much power of intention. And there's probably like something to be said for how the placebo effect like diminishes <laughs> things and it has like a negative connotation. But if like just our mindset, not to sound like a mindset person, but also, okay, we can see where it's true, right? So when we declare our intentions, we have something to ground us. And when the full moon on the 6th on Thursday enters Libra, it's going to be opposite our Chiron. So I love an opposition because especially when it's Aries and Libra, that's like, to me, so beautiful because they work really well together. And whenever you have an opposition, you can think of it like it's not fluid, it's not this, it's not that, but it is something where you're taking two paint colors and you're mixing them together and you add a little bit and then you stir and then you add a little bit of the other and then you stir. So the moon in Libra, we can be very literal about this. On Thursday, we might not know how we feel and we might need to like get, gather all the information to really understand how we feel. It's going to be opposite a lot of Aries planets, though. We're in Aries season for one. And again, the full moon is always opposite the sun because that's what makes it light up. It's like we can talk about, oh, the full moon. Oh, no. <laughs> like it's like an opposition or rather, I guess we don't say the full moon is oh, no. But we do sometimes have uh, bad vibes around oppositions. But when the sun is opposite the moon and we, the earth, are in between, the light of the sun illuminates the moon. That's what is like happening. And we can apply that to our lives. So even though the sun and Chiron and all the mother little bitches in Aries over there, little bitches affectionately, of course, there's no other way to say that, um, when they light up, that means our identity and our insecurities around our identity, like I say insecurities because of Chiron, which is like the wounded healer. So when our Aries stuff lights up in the sky, it's going to illuminate beautiful shit because Libra moon is a very artsy moment. So like Libra's Venusian, so is Taurus. We were talking about Taurus earlier in the week. So here is another moment where we're talking about Venus. Um, Libra's Venusian, which means of Venus, and Libra's an air sign. So we can take the information about how we're feeling 
and maybe even the confusion about how we're feeling or like the feeling of multiple things at once. And we can turn it into something beautiful because the human experience is very nuanced. It is very kind of confusing. There's different experiences all happening at the same time, right? I can be like having a really good day, but then also be sad about something that someone said. You know, we can carry multiple things at once. You can have two feelings at the same time. It's pretty common to have more than one feeling at a time. So leaning into the complexity and the nuance of that for the moon and leaning into the fact that our passions and our insecurities illuminate the most human parts of ourselves. And we can be really literal about the art, you know, maybe you'll make some good art that might, this might be a good moon to do that in. So Wednesday and Thursday, they're, they're, they are, next it's time for the weekend update. I am still working out segments, but, um, I think weekend update is trademarked. So like whatever else we'll call it weekend, weekend forecast. (laughs) I liked that. (laughs) I'm really enjoying figuring out what the segments are going to look like now that it's weekly. I guess I'll put timestamps, right? Like that's okay. So anyways, this is the weekend forecast, if you will. So we got the full moon and then Friday, April 7th, the moon is going to move into Scorpio opposite of Mercury and the true node. So remember, we were just talking about Mercury being in Taurus. I will say that Scorpio and Taurus are also a very exciting opposition. Um, It has a lot to do with money. It has a lot to do with like the earth of Taurus and like my, like our, like, you know, individual possessions as they are. And then Scorpio is like water and it's like other people's money can very much come into it, which is why like things like better taboo live in the eighth house. Right. So, or if you don't know, then now, you know, when we have this opposition of the moon in Scorpio, the moon after the full moon, it's going to be in a water sign again. It's going to be in Scorpio and it's going to be like giving us an opportunity to look at that and communicating while also like pausing and observing. Scorpio is literally a scorpion, right? So it doesn't sting everything it comes up against. It waits and it watches and then it'll sting if it needs to. And there's also so many other things it can do, right? Then sting. It also can like mind its own business. I mean, (laughs) I'm talking about scorpions, but I feel like that might make it um, less accessible. So instead of being a nerd about like bugs, let me bring it back to a Scorpio placement. We all have Scorpio in our chart somewhere, right? And for a lot of us, we even have our Pluto in Scorpio, which makes it um, more prominent Scorpio energy than you probably would anticipate. Even if Scorpio is not in your big three, if you were born in the generation where Pluto is in Scorpio, you can really feel that energy too. So if that's the place, you might actually have the, well, you will have the moon transiting your Pluto and it gives you a moment to kind of observe and look at what's going on and kind of see what are the secrets here? What's the vibe here? 
And that can be important for you to feel your feelings and feel kind of like the undercurrent before talking, right? And then again, the Mercury, the sensory experience we talked about on Monday, keeping the Taurus energy of like, try to not try to, but like prioritize being chill before talking. And then while you are getting into the weekend, you're going to have that opposition again, and it may light up. Your emotions may light up like your calling of what you're here to learn. And it could be like, maybe this whole time you've been like, okay, I'm trying to do the thing that we were talking about on why is today like that. I'm trying to pay attention to my sensory stuff, but I have so much trauma. I don't want to pay attention to my sensory stuff. And Friday might be a good day to just be like, oh, there it is. You know, there's a block in why I don't like to decorate or why I haven't wanted to go clothes shopping or things that like, or why I don't care about what I eat. Like if there's a sensory thing that you're blocked on, that could be why, right? There might be some trauma that has been pushed down, right? Um, so with that opposition, it might be something that you can deal with, right? It might come up for you and be ready to heal. So then going into the weekend, the moon's going to stay in Scorpio on Saturday on the 8th. It's going to be opposite Venus and Uranus. So it's going to amplify. And maybe you'll see some like secrets in yourself too about romance, relationships, and also the way that you approach humanity and humanitarian action. Because Scorpio moon is going to be opposite Venus and Uranus and the, or Uranus, whatever. <laughs> and Venus is relationships and what you're creating. Uranus, Uranus is the Aquarius vibe. It's very humanitarian. And then Sunday we have Easter. And as Easter, we will talk about that. We're going to have a little special moment to talk about Easter, but it's also going to be the Scorpio moon transiting into Sagittarius moon. You will actually be able to integrate all those stuff that you got from the Taurus and Scorpio opposition, and you'll be able to start making meaning of it, which is very Sagittarian, right? So I'll leave it at that because that's a whole ass week. And I did totally miss you. Do y'all want to like hang out between episodes? What do you want to do? Do you want to be on Discord? I made a channel. We can totally hang out there if you want. Anyways, um, I will put nothing in the chat because I don't know what to put, but I'm excited to see what I do next week because we're growing and we're doing this together. Love you. See you soon. Bye.